Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. Can you believe it's November? I'm just going to be honest with you. I took the entire day off so I could spend Halloween with my seven-year-old. So I'm recording this early Tuesday. So if anything breaks with the Lions making a trade, we'll hit it tomorrow. But I have something so much more important, at least in my belief, all right? So it's probably been about a month. We brought Bernie Frado on. Bernie was the first from Fox Sports Radio, does a great job, used to work in Detroit. Bernie is awesome. He knows everybody. He's got great sources. So we brought Bernie on about a month ago. And Bernie simply reported Urban's in East Lansing. It was on a Tuesday, believe it or not. That's all he said. Of course, the Michigan folk out there got a little nervous. Urban can't go to Michigan State. They quickly tried to discredit Bernie, which wasn't very nice of people. Just shouting, hey, what's your source, dude? Since then, we got three other people that have confirmed the reports that Urban Meyer was indeed in East Lansing. And now we have more. Urban Meyer and Michigan State talking to each other? Could it be? You know, the one thing Urban hasn't done just yet is gone on his TV show on Saturday, Fox Noon High Kickoff, whatever the hell it's called, and say, hey, I'm not coaching again. He told Boosters that. He told his colleague that. But... He hasn't gone on TV and said that yet. Could it be happening? There's only one guy that knows. Let's go back to Bernie Frado. Bernie Frado, Fox Sports Detroit. What's going on, Bernie? How are you, buddy? Jeff, good to be with you again, buddy. Just Fox to say, Sports well, Radio. Sorry. Just, just to just to piggyback on what you just said. On September 11th, 2022, Scott Frost was fired at Nebraska. A rumor persisted for 11 days that Urban might be good to Nebraska. On September 22nd, he said on TV, quote, I'm not interested in the Huskers, mentioned by name. So he hasn't debunked any of this to the degree that I would consider legitimate. Before we dive into the heavy meat of this, and there are updates, and I'll tell you, it's taken a dramatic upturn since you and I talked on Wednesday, October 4th. All right. Look at you. You have a date. I want 
because it was Tuesday, October 3rd, the day I put out the tweet that seemed to light the world on fire. <laughs> Let me give people 30 seconds of context, though. Yes. Full disclosure. I was born in Michigan. My dear mother went to the University of Michigan. She was there with Ron Kramer. I grew up in California, actually, as a Michigan fan. Uh, and then I moved in into, back to Michigan in 93. Doug Karsh gave me a shot at WTK in 1994. That's obviously a Michigan station. I used to joke, the three men I admire most, the father, son, and feeling Yost. However, I am not one of those people who thinks if you're a Michigan fan, you have to treat Michigan State like some little, little brother bastard child. I've never believed that's fair, never believed that's true. And as we get into this later and we talk about Urban's view towards Michigan State, I've got some real live data for you. So that's where we begin, Jeff. Where would you like me to take it from here? All right. Well, we're not going to have you do your victory lap just yet, even though I do think you deserve one because you came on the daily ticket. You were the first. We were the first to send it out there. And, yeah, we both got a lot of grief. You more than me, of course. And now, since other people have confirmed Urban was in East Lansing, I think, you know what? It was proved that you were correct. But you got more for us, correct? So I've been hearing it all over the place. Urban yeah. and Michigan State. I don't know if Michigan State is more interested. I don't know if Urban. There's always the detractors that will say Urban would never want to become a Spartan. So what's the latest, Bernie? And as, again, great point by you, because as this story has evolved, most people cannot view this information objectively, only subjectively, because they either love Michigan or love Michigan State, and it's the Hatfields and McCoys. There's no in the middle. I'm objective, and I think you've been very objective. I'm just reporting things objectively. Well, not to mention, last... very quickly, like, Michigan fans don't want to believe two things. Number one, that Urban would have any interest in Michigan State. And number two, they don't want to admit that if the unthinkable were to happen and Urban were to become a Spartan head coach, that they would be afraid considering Urban's 5-0 and against Jim Harbaugh. But sorry. Sorry to cut you let off. Me you, let me tell you, so many people have come to me nationally and around – Comparing notes, uh, not you know, people can't really keep a secret in this country. You know that. And I come to find out that in 2003, when Michigan State hired John L. Smith, Urban Meyer was interested. And he, he I was told he views Michigan's pro, Michigan State's program as a notch above Iowa. And I think that's a sign of respect. So the long and the short of it is this. There has been a lot of back and forth dialogue in the last four weeks there has been an official offer tendered. There's been some volleying back by Urban Meyer, meeting some meeting some conditions. At the end of the day, do I know if this gets across the finish line? I don't know. I don't know. I, I put it at about 50-50. Wow. But I will tell you, there's been some very fervent conversations. People can choose to believe me or not. They can choose to go in their diatribes, call us names. It all goes with the territory. I get how the game is played. I wasn't, you know, I, I just fall off a turnip truck. So the long and the short of it is this has really evolved. Now, as you know, Michigan State's got some very significant players in this world. Matt Ishbia, he was on the 2000 championship team, a hustler, a scrapper, built himself into a self-made billionaire in the mortgage business, bought the Phoenix Suns. Got Mel Tucker locked up, and at the time, he'd beaten Harbaugh back-to-back and walked on water. No one could know what happened. Ishbia likes to win. Ishbia's got an ego. That's okay. I've got an ego. Ishbia is a billionaire. I am told he is working very hard to make this happen, and there's not a number that he can't meet if he doesn't want to as long as Urban wants the job. 
And that, at the end of the day, is the only real X factor. Does Urban really want this job? We think he does. To what degree? I don't know. As I joked about in our last conversation, everybody's got the price, right? So it's continuing. It's fluid. It, it, it took a major upturn in the last 48 hours. Having said that, I still can't make a prediction. Now, you brought up another really good point, Jeff, about how part of this dialogue from the people that are angry on Twitter or Michigan fans is that why would he possibly go to that little land-grant college? Well, first of all, I think people need to have a little bit more of an objective understanding of, of Michigan State. I, I object to that characterization that people look down at them as a Big Ten institution. If you line up all 330 universities that have Division I programs, you know, Michigan State ranks 11th in annual revenue at $182 million. So they've, they've got money. They've got resources. They've got boosters. They've got people that can easily make this happen if Urban wants it to happen. Top 25 all time is a football program. True story. Won two national championships under Biggie Munn. Split, uh, split the, the national championship with Notre Dame in, in 1966. This is not some ham and agri university. That's where I think it, the, the, the arguments and the diatribes and the debates go off the rails because it just becomes this name-calling, finger-pointing thing that if Michigan's good, well, Michigan State's not allowed to be good, so therefore Urban Meyer must think that way. That's actually not true, and I've confirmed that. Urban Meyer has a high opinion of Michigan State. All right, so break it down, Bernie. You said 50-50. In your reporting, both sides are talking. Matt Ishbia is involved. We knew that donors, we've heard that donors had every interest in bringing Urban to Michigan State. You know, we also heard that, well, we weren't quite sure if Alan Haller and, of course, Michigan State would be down for the hire. So has that changed? We know that yeah. the donors, whether it be Ishby or somebody else, want Urban, we're told, right? But what about the school itself? Are they willing to go hire Urban Meyer, a guy with uh, maybe not the highest moral integrity after what happened with Mel Tucker? Four weeks ago, Jeff, I think it might have been a little bit more difficult to sell the press conference for all the reasons you allude to. If Urban were happened to be hired this week, hypothetically, there'd be a parade. I got, I, I got people diving into my LinkedIn account, finding me, saying, hey, just letting you know I'm a so-and-so booster. I run so-and-so corporation. I've already reached out to the athletic department that if they hire Urban, I'm going to increase my annual donations. Unreal. You bring up a good point about Alan Haller. I've made a lot of phone calls and gotten deep into the weeds. Now, I've never met Alan Haller, but I understand he's a very nice guy, very dignified, ex-player, ex-policeman. He's the AD. Initially, not too keen on this. And I'm guessing that if Alan Haller was given the final vote, he might say no. However, I'm also told he will not stand in the way. He wants to keep his job. So the Alan Haller obstacle, I believe, is no longer an obstacle. The Board of Trustees, I'm heard half are for it, half are against it, but this is a negotiation. But the big thing, the money people, they're so on board, this could end up being an astronomical deal. Now, I will tell you what I was told. I'm not going to give the specific numbers. Sure. So I'm going to take it, twist it around, and then they'll, you know, they'll start calling me all kinds of names again. Which, fine, it's all good. They're going to do I, that I, regardless, I'm, just so you know, Bernie. That, that's right. That, that's <laughs> That's right. My mom called me names. I'm used to it. Now, long and the short of it is this, that when this comes out in the wash, the money people, I believe, will do everything they humanly can 
to make this happen. And the number I heard, I don't want to give you the exact number, but Nick Saban currently is the highest paid football coach uh, in 2023 at $11.4 million a year. This would exceed that on the annual basis by about a million a year. It could wow. even go higher than that. So uh, I, I understand, again, Urban volleyed back. They're having some high-level discussions. Uh, I'm not sure what conditions are involved, but if we talk about salary, I'm, I'm also told that when it comes to Urban hiring a staff, we have complete autonomy. There'll be unlimited resources there. And there'll be plenty of NIL money and transfer portal stuff. And uh, it, it, believe me, there will be nothing stopping Urban from doing at Michigan State what Deion Sanders has done at Colorado only better. So it's a fluid situation. The key thing to take away here, Jeff, is if you go back to October 4th when, when people were so dismissive, ah, it could never happen, or I don't want it to happen, whatever the case could be. The notion, the notion that there hasn't been ongoing engagement this entire time is completely false. There not only absolutely has been, because I'm working the phones every day now, I found out by the time I had done my tweet on October 3rd, the dance had officially began around September 20th. So this has been going on a while. All right. So we know that Michigan State is interested, at least the big money people. We already said, as you mentioned, that the school isn't going to step in the way, or at least Alan Haller won't. So what's the holdup here? It seems like Urban's interested. Is Urban's wife, Shelly, interested? We long heard that she could be a sticking point, never would want to go to Michigan State, right? So is she on board? And if Urban is interested, and both sides, as you report, are going back and forth, doesn't it seem like it's going to happen? What do you believe could be, what's the word, the deal breaker that it doesn't the, happen at this right. point? What, what, what's a potential showstopper is what you're asking. Yes, correct. You phrased that, it better that, than I did. That's an, un, that's an unknown. I think Shelly Meyer is going to be on board. That's I have a really good source in Florida that knows her well. She likes money just like Urban does. And when you're in the stratosphere, <laughs> right, and I, Urban likes the attention. And, uh, you know, I've never really confirmed 100%. Does Urban really want to come back and coach? We think he does. People I trust that know more than me say he doesn't want what happened at Jacksonville to be the last line on his Wikipedia page, right? So what's the real showstopper? It's an unknown. We don't know. Now, a week ago Monday, I talked to somebody very close to the situation, and he thought, again, this is nine days ago, he thought that Urban was making doubly sure and doing his due diligence that other possible jobs around the country that he might be interested in might come okay. available in December. Now, I'm told Texas A&M is probably not going to hot fire Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo. They can say, yeah, they, they, they can say, oh, we'll pay the $70 million buyout, but I'm not so sure. And if they did, they would actually probably go after Mike Elko at Duke, who was prior at Texas A&M. Obviously, Texas, uh, Sarkeesian's not going anywhere. And while USC and Lincoln Riley, the rumors are true, he's put feelers out to go to the NFL. I don't think USC is interested in Urban. They weren't interested in him two years ago. And he, and he was out there. So I think that was a possibility, Urban making doubly sure that there might not be another job. I don't think he could go back to Ohio State, nor is Ryan Day going anywhere. I don't think he could go back to Florida, nor is Billy Napier going anywhere. Michigan State, to me, is almost the perfect storm because he knows that recruiting area, and even though, even though he'll recruit nationally, that Midwest, that Midwest area is his backyard. And he's already got contacts. I've talked to people, I've talked to kids, recruiters who've talked to kids, say, if Urban's going there, I'm going to Michigan State. I asked their, asked their quarterback. I think, I think one of their quarterbacks, 
Kate Hauser gave an interview and said, I'd love to have Urban here. Okay, so there you have really? it. I didn't know that. Check it out. So, huh? along with, so there, one of the things I did say, you know, we'll see where this goes. I made no prediction. He's in East Lansing, but there's a lot of support, more than you think. And that has come out in the woodwork in the last four weeks. So to answer your question directly, Urban perhaps just has, has to get to some particular plateau. Like, you know, when you've been offered a new job, and it looks good, sounds good. You got it. Your wife's got to buy in, and you, you 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 take inventory and say, "I know what I've got now. I know where I live now. I know what do I want to trade this for that." And I think maybe he's just doing his own internal due diligence. And and so uh, I I'd be guessing if I thought there was some specific thing that could blow this whole thing out of the water or that could put it over the hump. But I think it's so complicated, so complex, and such a polarizing issue as you can see that these decisions aren't easily made overnight. But I will tell you, it's fluid and it's progressed. And no one has yet, no one at all has debunked that he was in East Lansing. And no one with half a brain is debunking that they're having these talks. Okay, a couple more for Urban Meyer, okay? And then I want to move on to another quick Jim Harbaugh question. Then we'll let you go. You've been very kind with your time. So if I put you on the spot right now, it's, uh, you know, early morning Tuesday when I admit I'm taping this podcast for Wednesday. Are you pretty certain Urban's going to be the next head coach at Michigan State? And if not, Michigan State has to know soon, wouldn't you think, so they can continue their search and not get left behind? Well, first of all, when you asked me this question on October 4th, I told you it was about 30%. Okay. My biggest concern was that would Michigan State and their trustees and the athletic department and the boosters and the donors, et cetera, would they be able to uh, coalesce? Yes, I think they can coalesce now. And one very prominent, I, I think I gave you this name off air, very prominent, noteworthy Michigan State luminary is very much behind this. I now say it's 50-50. You don't know what you can't do, no, but those, those are pretty good odds, 50-50. I don't know what could push it over the edge. I don't know what uh, could blow it up. Um, was, was there a second question there? Because the odds are 50-50, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I guess the second question is, too, but do you believe it would work? I mean, there's a lot of people that think Urban's been out of it for way too long. He hasn't oh my God. college in five years, Bernie. He's not used to the transfer portal. Oh. He has no idea about NIL. Do you right. believe it would work? I mean, the guy only won three championships and won yeah. every stop in college football. But there are people that say even if he went to Michigan State, games passed him by. <laughs> Those people need to get a cold compress. Lie down with some warm. They, they, they need to lie down uh, on a sofa with some warm milk and soft music. Get yourself a cold compress. It'll be all right. The guy's a genius. Like him or hate him. And, you know, Pete Rose once said, coaching college football is like riding a stagecoach. Without the horses, you ain't going forward. Dude, he would get the horses. And you know what's funny, Jeff? Since we last talked, Michigan State played Iowa, Maryland, and Rutgers. They were competitive, should have won all three of those games. Michigan too. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was a good, that was a close game right up to when they said, and the home of the brave. And then kind of, <laughs> reality said it, right? And then they get smoked. And that that ramped up the urban thing, by the way. And then they get, they, they, they lose, uh, you know, last week at Minnesota, and that didn't help. So inside the, the ivory tower, Michigan State, that's, that's it. We got to make a splash. We can't mess around. We got to swing big here. This this is it. We now know more than ever. And I don't know what their plan B is, 
You know, you can read the Twitter accounts, Lance Leipold at Kansas, you know, Dickert. Forget it. Forget it. Right now, it's it's urban or bust, right? I agree. Now, I think you a lot of question. I got long-winded there. It's I am told they want this done by the first or second week of December, no matter who their coach is. Okay. They got to get that coach. They got to get that person in place. And I was told last week about this time they wanted this done within 10 days. So, look. I think if Urban's giving Matt Ishby an ultimatum, you you hit me at this number and I'll come, I believe Ishby will do it. Again, so I'm not a fly on the wall, but we're as close as, to it as we can humanly be. And as you can see in the last four weeks, the upward progression, it's only gone in our direction, not the other way. All right, so you mentioned the perfect storm. And if Urban were to go to Michigan State, I mean, listen, I don't think there's a school more desperate than Michigan State. Obviously, they have the money. They want now Urban Meyer. I think the 49 nothing shellacking the Michigan probably helped them want him even more. With all that being said, it's also a perfect storm because I think I know, I think that this is truthful. There is not an individual living on this planet that hates Michigan more than Urban Meyer. Maybe Mark D'Antonio, maybe Tom Izzo, but Urban Meyer despises Michigan. And the chance to go to the Big Ten, you already mentioned it. To beat Ohio State, I don't care what anybody says, he was he left there in shame because he turned his nose or didn't know what was going on with Zach Smith, correct? And you know that he despises Michigan. You would not only be hiring one of the greatest college football coaches ever to live, but a guy that wants to kick Michigan's ass so damn bad. And that's all Michigan State people want. They just want to shut Michigan up. In that regard, it's the perfect hire. And, and let me just give you something. And this might be something. This might be nothing. Maybe this is Urban screwing with us all. But Urban goes on the Big Ten Network. And last week, Urban Meyer, when talking about Michigan, what does Urban always call the Michigan? Rival what, school. Does he, what does he call Michigan? The school, the school up north. north. 30 yeah, years. North. 30 years he's been calling Michigan the school up north. He went on the Big Ten Network last week. What do you call him, Bernie? With Jerry DiNardo, we call him the rival school. The rival school. Now, again, Urban knows what's going on. Urban knows people are talking about this. Maybe Urban's having some fun and idiots like us expense, which is fine. But you put it all together, it's the perfect tire for Michigan State. And, Bernie, uh, anything to add that we missed? Or did we cover it all? No, I think we've covered it all, Jeff. And you know I, I got you on speed dial, big fella. If I hear anything, I've been working the phones even this morning. And, and, and like I said, uh, when I called you about an hour ago, I talked to one of my very good uh, moles who knows Matt Ishbia well. Look, uh, Matt was a scrappy player on the 2000 team that beat Florida. He got some minutes. He built a billion-dollar business uh, in the mortgage business uh, on his own. He got the Mel Tucker thing. Who could blame him? They beat Harbaugh twice in a row. He walked on water. He likes to be in the news. He likes to make a splash. He's got an ego, too. I got an ego. I think Matt Ishbia really wants to make this happen. And so uh, I, I would bet that he can as long as Urban wants the job. That's the key. Bernie Frado, Fox Sports Radio. Be prepared to get hate because we got hate. I mean, now you're reporting there's a potential 50-50 chance in the two sides yeah. of communicating. Before yeah. a month ago, we were just saying, hey, Urban might have been at Michigan State for a taco or something. And right, you got sure. the hate. So so now be prepared. <laughs> but you know what? I love you for coming on. I believe everything you say. And I'm totally on board with you. Before you go, before yes. you go, all right? On the daily ticket, what I like to do is I read comments. I read a good comment and I read a bad comment. Hey, Jeff. Okay. I'll, we'll go to the comments. 
leave 60 seconds. I want to give you an update on the Michigan NCAA thing. Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. You want to do that first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me just cut to the chase. The best sources I have tell me, not that it can't change tomorrow, but as of today, this is going to get pushed into 2024. Here's why, Jeff. Okay, the, the NCAA is in the middle of an investigation. They haven't even interviewed the coaching staff yet. The investigation, let's say it gets done around November 20th for purposes of this conversation. The NCAA, Jeff, has what's called a 90-day notice of allegation. Right. Michigan would then have until February 20th to respond. Now, Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, has full autonomy to do whatever he wants. He could come out and suspend Harbaugh tomorrow on the sportsmanship clause. He's well, he does, do he does need I'm approval told. of the executive committee, though. He doesn't need any approval. No, he has autonomy. But he, I'm told he does not have an appetite to do that. He's got more on his plate. They're getting ready to absorb the new teams and work on a new TV deal. And he also wants to wait till the NCAA has finished their investigation before he does his research. So the bottom line is, I absolutely believe this is pushing into 2024. From my understanding, and again, you might know a heck of a lot more than me with Petiti, there's two tiers of Big Ten punishment. Tier one, he would not need approval, but that's only a $10,000 fine and a two-game suspension for whoever he decides to suspend. Tier two, he needs to go to the executive committee, which is made up of officials from Big Ten schools, need to get their approval, they'll put it through a vote, and then you're absolutely right. He can do whatever he wants. So, Thanks for clarifying. You, you, you are right, but part two would be a formality. Right, but, but understood. But, but you are right. You are Michigan right. Michigan better hope that nothing more substantial comes out because eventually oh. there's going to be pressure for the Big Ten to act here. And there even will though they be, would, but I'm told he really doesn't have the appetite to do it. And you well, know, Michigan was it was six and three right now, maybe, maybe, but I don't think they want to be the big boogeyman well, at this point. It's going to get put. And these deals take 360 days, no matter what they do. So anyway, go ahead. Right. Though I think Batiti and the Big Ten are praying to God that Penn State and Ohio State beats Michigan, and they don't have to worry about it at that point. But we'll see what happens. All right. Maybe Purdue right. will do it Saturday. Never mind. Joke, that, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That would be funny, though. Where's Connor Stallions now? By the way, did you see the latest rumor that Connor Stallions was on the sideline at Central Michigan? They got a picture. I don't think it's him. He looks more like Dylan Larkin, the captain for the Red Wings. Then, but uh, anyway, can I pull it up real quick? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and, and I didn't mean to interrupt your comments, but but I wanted I wanted to make sure people listen. Uh, I maintain my objectivity. I report these things object objectively, not subjectively. Do, do you think that looks like Connor Stallions? <laughs> no. He looks yeah, like Dylan Larkin, doesn't it? Well, I, and I met Dylan Larkin when he was in, in Las Vegas about a year and a half ago. He's a Michigan State kid, isn't he? Yeah. Well, Michigan yeah. guy. He went to Michigan. Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's yeah no, no, it's okay. All right. All right, Bernie, here's what we like to do. We like to read the comments. We read a good comment. We read a bad comment. I want to keep you on because I want to read some comments back from when you were last on the Daily Ticket. And um, let me just read one of them to you. This one says, um, LOL, Urban just came out and said he has no interest, is happy at Fox. So shut up. You know nothing of what you're talking about. So what's some of the hate that we're getting. That's, so, so I'm going to go on on a limb and figure that guy's a Michigan fan. but And that's okay because perhaps he was not aware that Bruce Feldman doesn't have the greatest track record. And that's a nebulous statement. He might not be interested. That doesn't mean he was in East Lansing. You can hold two thoughts concurrently. And also, Bruce Feldman published a list a couple days before I gave my tweet 
listing guys like P.J. Fleck and Pat Narduzzi as candidates, <laughs> I come to find out from trusted insiders in Michigan State, there was never a list with those guys' names on it. So he can be a Bruce Feldman fan all he wants, and Urban might not be interested. It doesn't change the fact that they've been talking, and he was at least answering that day. So you got to hold two thoughts concurrently. Who wants Pat Narduzzi? Dude's coaching a team that has two The guy, to- Bruce Feldman, put him on. He actually had him on a list along Just with P.J. Flood. Yeah. Former D.C. Um, here, Here's a couple more. There you go. Uh, th- these are me. Do you want me to read these to you? Sure. Turns out none of this guy's info was correct. More crappy reporting because he's talking about the Bruce Feldman piece. That Bruce came and said, hey, Urban's not going to come out and play. Sure. I challenged Bruce Feldman to check it out had he been in East Lansing, which is what I reported. Bruce Feldman never got back to me. And how many people – no no one's disputing at this point he was here. right? They don't want to say it, but it's all good. Go ahead. Last one. This is one more that just says – Love the podcast, guys. Great info. Bernie knows his stuff. Man, I hope this happens. You know, I'm to the point now where I do as well. I, Dick Schaap told me to root for the story. And as far as those first two oh, guys, I love You know what, Jeff? Here's the beauty. Here's, here's the beauty of what we do. And I've always been a big fan of yours. We go back 20 years, uh, 22 years. Look, the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. For those two guys to weigh in, we had to have struck a chord. We had to oh, so so if you don't care, right? It's one of those situations. Sometimes it's not about being liked or hated. It's about being listened to. And if you can inspire that kind of emotion in somebody, then we're doing our job. And the other thing too is, if you can get those guys' names and numbers, ask if I can be in their will. I think we got a real we got a real a relationship brewing. They sound fun. Yeah, but Bernie, uh, knowing you've known me forever. Doing yeah. this, uh, it, that's just normal everyday comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know, I, I listen, uh, I had a guy tell me 100 years ago, you know, I was an aspiring baseball player, uh, bone chips on my elbow, couldn't hit a slider, but Cincinnati Reds gave me a, tr- a shot. I, I said, look, son, you're going to get booed in life. We got a sitting president in office where 70 million people voted for the other guy. Didn't stop him from getting the job. Back in 1975, eight, GM had 25% of the car market. Can you imagine if one maker, the, if you saw what, you know, one maker, 25% of the cars on the road, well, that means 75% of the people wouldn't drive a GM car. That didn't stop them from being the largest car right. maker in the world. You're going to get pushback. I love it. All I've ever said is you're going to come, come correct. Most people don't, but it's all good. Last one for you. I usually read a good comment, a bad comment. I read some bad, I read some good. Lions are six and two, Bernie. You used to do the Lions post game show when they were dreadful. You did the 0 and 16 year, or, or maybe you did right after it. I don't know. But yeah, that was my last year. They were absolutely horrendous when you were doing the post game show. Now they're sitting at six and two. They're the second best team in the NFC. I got to give this to you because I want to ask the people still watching. If you're still watching, I love you. I want to give this to you. So I had my, I, I talked about my brother. I don't know if you know my brother, Dave, great guy. But he's a yeah, minimum once. Great guy, yeah. Yeah. And he came up, and I did this last week with a scary theory. He called me after the Lions got their ass kicked by Baltimore. And he's like, you do realize this Lions team is fake. They're a fraud. They beat nobody. You do realize this. And then, of course, they go out and they get right. It wasn't a pretty game on Monday Night Football, but they take out the Raiders. Another double-digit victory. 
I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had a 3.7 QBR. It was truly horrendous, right? But the Lions did their job. They're 6-2, and two, second best team in the entire NFL, according to record, right? So I got some comments on the last podcast saying, hey, what's your, what's your brother think now? So I talked to my brother. He still thinks the Lions are fake as hell. He's happy that the Broncos beat the Chiefs over the weekend. I want to ask the people listening right now, watching right now, should I bring my brother on the podcast? He wants to come on and he wants to defend himself and he wants to give his theory why the Lions still have yet to beat anybody and the teams they beat, they were missing players. So let me know, comment section below, comment section below, do you want Dave Rieger on this podcast? Because I'll bring him on, I'll have him tell his story and then we can rip on him together. But Bernie, what do you think, man? Real quick, okay. I know you got to go. Okay. Are the Lions- mind, okay. Nolan Ryan once said the market of good pitchers when you can beat a team, you don't have your best stuff. The Lions turned the ball over three times last night. Correct. They were ugly. In the NFL, in the history of the NFL, if you turn the ball over three times in a game, you lose 94% of the time. They won by double digits. They're not a great team. They're a very good team. I expect them to win the division. I expect them to win 11 games. However, if people want to know how far they're going to go in the playoffs, they're looking at your crystal ball and tell me how many games they have at home. I'm not sure they could go to San Francisco and win. I'm not sure they could go to Dallas and win. I'm not sure they could go to Philadelphia and win. But at home, they got a puncher's chance. So how many home games are they going to have? If they can go crazy and go some, you know, okay, they got nine games left. Let's say they go seven and two down the stretch and you have know, 13 and four. And you get the one that, get, that could get them home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We don't know. But as long as they're at home, they got a puncher's chance. They're better than they showed against Baltimore and the Raiders, okay? I think they're growing. They're maturing. You know, Jeff, again, you've been around a long time. We were buddies when the Lions started out 6-2 and in 2007. I was on Dave's side then. I mean, come on. Our number one target was Mike Furry, all right? That was a that was a Rod Marinelli coach team, you know? I mean, the, the, my pickaxe is sharp. I got I got a – Right. My, my, my pick is sharp and my will is outstanding. <laughs> we knew that team was a Fugazi, and they proved to be. Okay? This one is not. But one of the reasons that team was a Fugazi is they couldn't stand prosperity. What happens sometimes is when a team elevates to the next level, expectations take over, yeah. quantum physics comes in, and all of a sudden now, can you handle prosperity? I think they can. Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl. I I think a lot of Dan Campbell. They play hard for him. And if you can come away with a win after that Michigan's last night, this is an 11-12 win team. And as long as they got games at home, okay, Philadelphia is vulnerable. San Francisco is vulnerable. As long as Dallas has something that rhymes with Dak Prescott, they're very vulnerable. But you still got to get on the field and do it. Bernie Friday of Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Get ready for the pushback. Uh, also, comment section below. Let me know what you think about Urban to Michigan State. And do you want my brother on the podcast so he can come on and give you his theory himself? And then feel free to rip on him. Listen, if you ain't ripping on me, at least for a day, and you're ripping on somebody else, it's totally fine with me. Bernie, I love you, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Any last words? Or have we covered it all? I love you back. Keep the faith, man. Urban Meyer to Michigan State, 50-50. God, that would be amazing. The Wolverines in my life. <laughs> They'd be nervous. Bernie, we'll catch you next time. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Daily Ticket. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See ya.